When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. On November 29, 2011, Judge Patricia Seitz stood before prosecuting attorney Andrea Hoffman, representing the United States of America, and defense attorney Humberto Dominguez, representing Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo. The court convened at 12.05 p.m. with the words, Case number 1120321, Criminal, United States versus Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo. This was something of a problem, you see. Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo does not exist, or at least not legally. Hoffman informed the judge that Bertolucci was an alias, that the individual sitting there in court preparing to plead guilty was indicted and arrested as Bertolucci. But, Hoffman told the judge, his true name we come to find out after we had arrested him and brought him into the United States is Fernando Blanquio Ceseña. I contacted the Southern District of Florida United States District Court to ask if this hearing was recorded. The court reporter's office told me that the transcript is the only official record and no audio recordings of the hearing are available. So, in what follows, the brilliant actor Joaquin Cosillo will read for Blanquio, and I, sadly, will read for everyone else. Judge Seitz asked how the defendant would like to be addressed, and both attorneys said, he goes by Blenkio. The judge then proceeded thusly. Mr. Blenkio, she said, I'm sure Mr. Dominguez has explained to you the purpose of this hearing. It is so that I can hear directly from you whether or not you have sufficient information to make an informed decision that this is what you would like to do, namely plead guilty to counts two and three of the indictment, and that you are doing this freely and voluntarily, that no one is forcing you to do that. We need to establish those two things here in this hearing, so that's why I'm going to be asking you questions. Counts two and three of the indictment charged that Luis Fernando Bertolucci Castillo first conspired to possess, with the intent to distribute, a controlled substance while on board an aircraft registered in the United States. And secondly, that he obtained an aircraft certificate of registration by knowingly and willingly falsifying and concealing a material fact 
namely the true owner of the airplane. The indictment charged that he did all of this lying with the intention to transport cocaine into the United States. The judge then said, I need truthful answers to the questions that I ask because I rely on what you tell me. So to underscore the importance of telling me the truth, I'm going to place you under oath. They swore him in and told him to take a seat. And then the judge began. Please tell me your full name, your age, and the extent of your formal education. He responded. The judge then asked him about his schooling, training, his pilot license, work experience, and current employment. Blenkio said that he studied in San Diego, California, got his license in 1982, and worked as a pilot. He said that he was currently unemployed and that his most recent job was selling airplanes. The next series of questions and answers in the transcript are worth reading in their entirety. Again, I'll read for the judge and Cosillo for Blenkio. My full name is Fernando Blenkio Zacena, and I am currently 50 years old. I am a pilot. So you were not flying planes, you were selling planes? I mean, you were not flying planes to make your living. You were selling planes and maybe flying the planes that you were selling? Precisely. And well, I also had... Well, that's because with the other alias that I had, I was only flying and I had the license. And I was also doing commercial jobs, executive flights, charters, and aerial ambulance flights. Under the Bertolucci name? Well, unfortunately, also under the name of Raul Jimenez Alfaro. How many aliases do you have? The truth, besides the other one, is Antonio Ortega Sandoval. Yes, only those, uh, Your Honor. So there are three, or are there four? Aliases, three altogether. And my real name is the one that I mentioned. Fernando Blenjio Ceseña. Wait, unfortunately, Raul Jimenez Alfaro? Why unfortunately? Remember that plane stuffed with five tons of cocaine in Campeche? Cocaine is, if you will, the Starbucks of illegal drugs, where toad venom would be like the Uchunari coffee. If you've never heard of Uchunari coffee, look it up and be amazed. If you'd like to try a cup, I still haven't. You might be hard-pressed to locate a nearby vendor. In fact, you'd probably have a much easier job finding a tiny plastic bag of Coke. For cocaine is available pretty much everywhere in most cities and towns and countries across the world. Yet it is mostly produced in only three countries, Colombia, Peru, and Bolivia. Though in recent years, Ecuador, Brazil, Venezuela, and Argentina have all increased their relatively smaller cocaine production. A leaf that can only be grown in the Andes gets processed and mixed with all kinds of chemicals and um, kerosene, and then gets further processed and altered and finally turned into either a fine white powder or crystal chunks that millions of people will pay hundreds of dollars to inhale. The United States government says that this harsh concoction is bad for you, and you must be protected from it, and so it must be made illegal. And then, because so many people still want you to have this bad stuff, 
it must be made the target of an all-out war. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. I have asked the Congress to provide the legislative authority and the funds to fuel this kind of an offensive. This will be a worldwide offensive dealing with the problems of sources of supply as well as Americans who may be stationed abroad wherever they are in the world. It will be government-wide pulling together the nine different fragmented areas where, within the government in which this problem is now being handled. And it will be nationwide in terms of a new educational program uh, that we trust will result as, uh, from the discussions that we have had. In order to defeat this enemy, which is causing such great concern, and correctly so to so many American families, money will be provided to the extent that it is necessary and to the extent that it will be useful. That was Richard Nixon in 1971 saying it'd be a war and he'd fund it like a war. But then a funny thing happened. Every time the United States government pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into its war on drugs, the production and distribution of those drugs grew. And the number of people enjoying them also grew. It turned out that the war was the very best thing for the business. This, however, created a few marketing problems. How to sell the idea of the war if everyone can see that the war makes the business boom? Arrests. Arrests and, it turned out, murder. This, in fact, was probably the point in the first place, you see. Now the United States government could arrest and kill its enemies at home and across the world and say, look, we're fighting the war on drugs. We're keeping you safe. And with arrests and murder as commodities themselves, the drug war also created a lucrative marketplace for information about one's competitors. And since everyone in the business knows this, everyone lies. And because there are remarkably savvy people involved in this industry, the top executives become very good at lying. And to be good at lying means knowing how to blend truth and lies together in dazzling combinations. Fernando Blenquio Ceseña, a man with at least three false identities, would seem to be adept at this particular entrepreneurial skill. Perhaps that is why he writes of himself, my lies, my lies make me special. In January 2021, colleagues at Detective reached out to me about a curious individual they'd been interviewing using a clandestine cell phone from inside a prison in North Carolina. The man claimed to have worked as a pilot, entrepreneur, and air logistics coordinator in the international drug trade for some 30 years. My friends at Detective made a podcast in Spanish and wanted to know if I'd be interested in working on a sister podcast in English, looking into this man and his story. Sure, I said, but I'd need to do my own investigation and see what I can find. Detective invited the legendary Mexican actor Joaquin Cosillo to read the English translations of Transportistas' quoted interviews with many Americans. And well, you know me. I went for it. My name, unfortunately, is John Gibbler. And this, in a sense, is Transportista. Episode 2, Unfortunately, Raul. When something happens to your car... 
you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. That day in November 2011, Fernando Blenjo Cisena was preparing to plead guilty to a conspiracy charge and to the relatively lesser crime of falsifying information for aircraft certification. My full name is Fernando Blenjo Cesena. He was cooperating with the DEA and thus had reason to believe that he would get between a three- and five-year sentence. Raul Jimenez Alfaro, however, was by then a name linked to various airplanes busted flying cocaine out of Venezuela, including the locally well-known Cocaine One. The judge, however, didn't seem to notice. Prosecutor Hoffman knew at least some version of Blenkiel's involvement with the DC-9, but apparently had decided not to pursue any charges related to the five-plus tons of cocaine Blenkiel says he actually sent, not planned to send, but sent, from Caracas to Ciudad del Carmen in April 2006. That 2011 plea hearing in a federal district court in Miami was the first time Blenkiel's real name and his three false identities were publicly linked together. Perhaps the DEA did not want to draw attention to Blenkiel's past activities. At that time, they were negotiating with Vicente Zambada Niebla, son of Ismael Zambada Garcia, one of the most powerful drug trafficking executives in the world. 
Blinkio could provide detailed first-hand testimony to be used against Zambada Niebla, testimony that might have seemed more valuable to the DEA than finally putting a name and a conviction to a five-year-old drug bust. It was shortly after this, sometime in 2012, that Blinkio first got in contact with Gerardo Reyes, a Colombian journalist and author who's won numerous awards, including the Pulitzer Prize. Reyes was then, and still is, the director of the investigative journalism unit at Univision in Miami. When I first reached out to Reyes in early 2021, he was surprised to hear that I was working on a story about Blenquio. I'll come back to that. Reyes was also, especially considering his surprise, very gracious and helpful in speaking with me. We had a long initial conversation in Spanish, but then spoke again recently in English. I asked him how he'd come in contact with Blenquio. John, actually, I don't remember exactly when I met Blenkio. I found a memo in my files from May 2012 in which a source, I guess, talked to me about him for the first time. This person said that Blenkio has an explosive scoop information regarding then Mexican presidential candidate Enrique Peña Nieto. The guy told me that Blenheim was a pilot for El Chapo Guzman in charge of uh, political figures who were in the payroll of the drug uh, traffickers. He also said Blenheim was the former boyfriend of Peña Nieto's wife. Uh, he told me the pilot that, that Blenquio has information that may derail the presidency of Peña Nieto because drug trafficking. I, I was told that Blenquio reached an agreement to sell this story to López Obrador, the rival candidate in Mexico, for $1 million. A million dollars? Reyes told me that he first published an article about Fernando Bertolucci's arrest in the Dominican Republic. He thinks that Blenquio might have written to him from prison after seeing his article, but he can't remember. By early 2012, however, they'd exchanged several messages and letters and spoken on the phone. I finally got in contact with Blenquio. He was uh, willing to talk to me, so he authorized a visit to a very remote federal detention center in Oakdale, Louisiana. That was the weekend of uh, June 1st, 2012. And following his uh, recommendations, I arrived to the jail with a bag full of coins, $30 in coins, uh, to get lunch from the vending machines. Uh, Blenheim was in his early 50s. The jail gym was not doing a very good job uh, for his belly. A very well-mannered, well-spoken person. He called me Mr. Reyes, never by my first name. His friends call him El Capi. The first thing that impressed me was his amazing memory. He is an encyclopedia of the history of drug trafficking, not only in Mexico, worldwide. He remembers the names of all the cartel bosses and, and his lieutenants from the 70s, the exact dates of his adventures, detailed numbers of all the planes he flew and even the, the nicknames of the Colombian drug traffickers. 
but he also remembers the names of politicians, lawyers, uh, artists, and sport uh, stars who were involved with the cartels. I found that, that he loved uh, barbecue chicken wings from the vending machine. So while he licked his fingers, he was uh, very chaotic, uh, talking, jumping from one topic to another. Uh, maybe because I was the first person who visited uh, him in jail. He, he, he couldn't stop. Not too long after that visit, Reyes had another chance to see Blanquio in Miami, but only rather briefly. On August 6, 2012, Blanquio had a sentencing hearing in Miami. Recall that in November 2011, he had pleaded guilty to two of the charges against him. In that hearing, the judge asked him multiple times if he was making that plea freely, without having been pressured, and he said yes. The judge asked him if he felt his lawyer had represented him fairly, and informed him of all his options, and he said yes. The August 6, 2012 hearing, however, was in response to a request by Blenkio to change his plea. Blenkio argued that he did not receive adequate information from his attorney before making his plea. He arrived that day with a different attorney, who had immediately asked to be removed from the case, and found a very disappointed Judge Patricia A. Seitz calling him a liar. She quoted to him from his own testimony, saying that he was, quote, completely satisfied, end quote, with his attorney's services. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Judge Seitz then had a very long, sealed side conversation with the lawyer, then representing Blanquio, Mr. Urbano. When they returned, Judge Seitz summed up her opinion on Blanquio's request to change his plea in no uncertain terms. I'll read here from the transcript. The concern that I have for you, sir, is that you either bold-faced lied to me under oath when I took your plea, or else this document that you filed and that you signed is a lie. And you need to have a very serious self-examination, sir. You may think you are smart, but right now it's not coming across that way. And you are coming across as someone who has no integrity, someone who will say whatever he wants to say, because he thinks he is smarter than everyone else. Seitz interrogated Gerardo Reyes, his fellow journalists, and a Colombian lawyer claiming to be there on Blanquio's behalf, and then promptly tossed them out of the courtroom. Reyes would publish an article two days later with the headline, El Chapo's Pilot Breaks with the U.S. Government. The article addresses the intrigue regarding Blanquio's break with prosecuting attorney Andrea Hoffman and her accusations against Blanquio, but does not mention the DC-9 or the 128 suitcases. Reyes kept in touch with Blanquio, using him as a source for background on various stories he was working on. Blanquio at the time did not want to go on the record, until several years later, in the midst of all the hoopla around the arrests and escapes and rearrests of Joaquin Guzman Loera El Chapo, when Blinkio decided to tell his story to Reyes, or so he said. To this point, after hours of conversations over the years, Blinkio was reluctant to go on the record, so I had to use his information only as a background for my stories. He was good. Helping me to connect dots and identifying people in the narco world. Remember, he, he has been behind bars for more than 10 years, so he has toured uh, almost the entire federal prison system, meeting for long days and nights in, in their cells with uh, Mexican, Colombian, Venezuelan convicted drug traffickers, each one telling um, the, the, the tales. So he kept telling me that uh, one day he would let me have the scoop of the story about one of uh, his airplanes that got in trouble. Well, it was a DC-9 that uh, landed in Ciudad del Carmen, Mexico, with five tons of cocaine in, in 2006. He said that the operation was somehow infiltrated by the CIA. The interview on the record for this story never materialized. I introduced uh, Blaine Hill to a Venezuelan reporter who did a good piece on the case of this airplane and, and the corrupted connections in, in Venezuela where the plane took off. So when we were preparing a special program about El Chapo Guzman, I convinced Blaine Hill to go on the record 
My idea was recording him from jail and using his voiceover with a video and image as the people from the Making a Murder documentary did uh, greatly. He was uh, very helpful. He not only described Guzman in his different stage of his life, and basically he explained how the Air Force of the Sinaloa cartel operates, uh, the procedures to land a small plane in a clandestine track of the Sierra Madre, the international routes of the drug trade, and how they refuel the planes on air. He explained that step by step. But days before we were going to air the program, Blenio stepped back and he said that he would not authorize the interview. He sent a letter in legal terms arguing that the revelation of his statements will put him and his family in risk or something like that. Uh, despite uh, that I have his authorization uh, on the record, I decide not to use the interview. Then I learned that he has been in contact with several reporters offering his uh, life story. My conversation with Reyes led me to wonder why Blencio had reached out to the detective if he had previously stopped Reyes from using his interviews. Had Blencio done something similar with other reporters? Would he try to pull out from his commitment with detective? Next time. Transportista is a Detective production with Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. Directed and narrated by John Kibler. Transportista's voice by Joaquin Cosillo. Editing and sound design by Fernando de la Rosa and Pedro G. Garcia. Reporting by John Kibler and Menio Larios. Produced by Julio Gonzalez. Voice recording by Hugo Merino and Rene Garcia. Transportistas interviews translated by Carla Ruiz Argais. Production supervision by Nando Vila and Álvaro Céspedes. Associate producers Alonso Aguilar and Alejandro Durán. Diego Enrique Sorno is the creator and executive producer along with Daniel Eilenberg and Isaac Lee. Executive producers for iHeartMedia are Connell Byrne and Giselle Bunces. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. 
Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.